Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl in the Podcast. We're talking about a show called The Nevers. We're on episode four, which is called Undertaking. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. And it's funny because I reviewed the I reviewed parts of the last episode, including the that fight scene we were talking about in the in the, in the lake or the river. And after that, I watched the um, the ending scene again, and I kicked myself for not mentioning that Myrtle had a very strange reaction to Mary's son that I had noticed in that episode, and then come to find out. The reason she had a weird reaction was she was understanding it. It was she understood it because she knows languages and stuff. So I thought that was kind of weird. Um, and they spent. She works with. Um, the prim, uh, Primrose. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout the episode to try to figure out. I love that all those scenes because. I did, I did too. Yeah. Especially she had the pictures and so she was showing pictures yeah and then they get a whole group of people that speak different languages and they interpret yeah from what they hear from her which i thought was really clever how they did that and it's not easy for them either that she she rattles it off really fast she's she's you know all these people in the show are really good actors and she did a really good job the actress who plays that and She's rattling off really fast, you know. Everyone's like, "Hey, slow down!" And then, little by little, they were able to figure it out. Sort of like a um, kind of a study in communication, how lots of different ways of communicating work. You know, she's sitting there drawing the pictures, trying to translate her thoughts to, to pictures so they can understand and everything. So, um, a pretty neat little um, segment. Uh, so that was like the secondary story going on. Obviously, this episode's, you know, about the aftermath of who killed Mary. And they have a couple mm-hmm. of um, they have possible a list of, yeah. of suspects. Yeah. And interestingly, uh, who's on the list also is, um, well, they have everyone. They have the. Um, they the put everyone in the on the list. Share. I can't remember her name. Uh, yeah, I have it written down here somewhere. But Hassan Lavinia. Uh, yeah, Lavinia. Yeah, they put everyone on the list. <laughs> yeah. And, or, and then, and then, um, uh, the Annie goes. So you're just putting everyone on the list you know, right? <laughs> A couple of uh, hecklers come and ruin the, not ruin, but kind of make comment about the funeral when that's going on, and um, obviously they're um, later on questioned. Uh, Amalia does not go to the funeral. She's drinking and getting into a bar fight. <laughs> uh, which was a good scene, good, some, good, um, some good action there. There's a uh, another subplot where a bunch of workers go on strike because they're carrying um, explosives. They're moving explosives around and they require high, higher rate wages. So 
Mastin comes in and throws uh, one of the bombs at the guy and says, well, look, it didn't blow up, so they're safe. Hey, Gilk trips him and says, oh, so you don't want to help the boys on the lines and stuff like that. And That's right. Yeah, I can't figure him out. <laughs> yeah. It's very good management. He's He knows, um, for that time period, he knows how to uh, manipulate the... the uh, the workers and he's big into dealing with each person individually he does not like it when people get together well yeah and then you know this time period is really when like the unions and stuff really started getting going because of the working conditions and the danger and hours and all that stuff you know this is when it all started so it makes sense that he's against it most uh business owners were and still are um so but it yeah. does i mean it makes my skin crawl <laughs> you know proletariat that i am they throw a little politics in um i think it was true that says uh, you know they just killed a woman for having a voice um sort of right um she mentioned something a throwaway line i thought it was the throwaway line but it really is is the biggest reveal of the episode she says something like i'm here on a mission and i was left behind mm. yes and uh, what was that about you know and, and it didn't make any sense at the time she was in talking to someone about it and then later on we find out more from the message that myrtle uh deciphers so maybe she's uh, not who she seems to be then. Well, I mean, if we want to jump to that uh, ending, she's the message that when Mary's singing, it's actually a message to True. And it appears it's some sort of message about um, you're not alone. And I'm, you know, is, is, is it, am I right in saying that there was something like I'm in... I'm in the dark. I'm healing. Sounds like the thing that's underground that um, that Lavidia is trying to uncover might be alive and is communicating to True. That could be. That or was could be. communicating through Mary. Through yeah, through Mary. Yeah, through Mary, Mary to True. Yeah. Yeah, which which eventually got to her in this episode, the message. So and then in, and, I, <laughs> and what? And then the show ended, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah and I don't know, uh, you know, come find me is the message. Yeah. And True's like, who who are we trying to find, you know? And, and is something inhabiting True some... Well, it could be, because she was committing suicide when this show started she jumped into the river and then she, she got yeah. then the the she became one of the touched right the spaceship thing flew overhead we, we still don't know why she was trying to commit suicide yeah but you know, it, there was something about uh something about wearing stripes and yeah i didn't I didn't understand that. Yeah. And then 
And then the whole thing with Malady, when when Mundy, we're sort of jumping all over the place here, but there was a lot going on in this episode. Yeah. Um, there was a lot going on in this episode. It was just like hard to take notes. <laughs> when Malady is is trying to kill the, I don't know what he is, chief superintendent, the boss in the police department. Um, yeah. And then yeah. I thought Mundy killed her when he smashed her head against the wall. I did too. Times. I but, was like, wham, wham. I was like, wow. He like, oh, that's the end of her. But it wasn't. Um, but then she's in a cell babbling about a big plan. So. I wonder if someone's communicating through her, too. Yeah. Yeah, it could be something with that. Um, we have a new character that appears at the police station. I think she's a reporter. I think it's Miss Boyle. Yeah, and she she walks up to one of the 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 second command police officer or whatever, and she goes. The guy says something to her, and she goes, "Well, now I've had gin for breakfast too." Uh, so yeah, because she smelled the the gin. Yeah. On his, yeah, that was a good line. There's also another character too, Nimble Jack. Oh, he was great. Yeah, Nimble Jack. I looked up that actor. He's never been in anything before. Really. And I, for a second, I thought it was the guy who played Fee from Orphan Black. They have a very similar, you know, oh, yeah. angular face, black hair. Um, they have a very similar look, but but it wasn't the same guy. Um, yeah, this is the only thing he's been in so far. Yeah. And he was, you know, for the brief couple minutes he was on screen, he was kind of mesmerizing. Yeah, she has a he has a conversation with Annie. In an alleyway, which is um, was interesting. And then Lucy is the one who has been spying Asin. Yep. Yeah, yep. she was the mole, and Amelia was gonna kill her, but said Kenneth is the reason she's still alive because she had the uh, that little pendant thing. Roach, yeah, that brooch. Elephant brooch. Yeah. So they put her on her boat and sent her away. That may come back to bite them, but who knows? Hard to tell with the Joss Whedon project. Yeah, Pennant um, says at one point we can't respond with hate, talking about the Mary uh, killing. I liked it when Matt Hansen was on the phone in, in that club and he thought it was the factory with the rocks that caught on fire. Yeah. And he says, was there anyone injured in the factory? And then you just see him stop. And he says, oh, no, you can hear. You mean storage? Storage building? <laughs> yeah. So, I thought that was quite funny. So I, I like just a lot of chemistry between a lot of these different characters. Um, you know, just about every character has some sort of connection. You know, Swan and uh, Augie and... Uh, Mundy and, and different people and stuff. Mundy that and Swan. And it goes, you just confessed to Mary's murder and I got it on wax recording and it falls down. Oh, on yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Some of her uh, technology doesn't work that well. The um, Another thing that I liked was True and Masson confront oh, each yes. other. And True had a vision of being in Mas Masson's 
place, and um, that's how they trick up. Um, what's Nancy. her name? Yeah, they oh, trick uh, up the, Lucy, right? Was it Lucy? Lucy, because Lucy knew she had, had been in, in his office before. And uh, they they play a role play where they you know say okay why would you I'm Mary True is Mary why would you want me dead and Mastin comes up with a couple of options and yeah and there's no answers after the end of that but it was a really good conversation back and forth another example of great dialogue and great chemistry between the characters even though they're sort of opposing each other I like that study of his, his library with the fake door of books and then books all around it, so it looks like it's part of the wall. Yeah, yeah that was kind of a thing. But, yeah, I like that scene. I, I, that's the one where, you know, that's the one that made me a little confused about Masson, because he's so opposed to the touched, yet he's willing to have this conversation with Amalia, and and you know really give her some good advice and you know maybe it was for his own benefit so that she doesn't realize that he's put a mole in her organization but he still wasn't just didn't just dismiss her and have her thrown out and no he actually went along with her little deduction game and yeah offered her his sherry and <laughs> And, and try to, I, I think they're both working each other, trying to, you know, see which, who knows what. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know if he... Well done, I thought. I don't know if he cares. I mean, it might be just he doesn't think of her well, as a... He'll care now. <laughs> yeah. She just blew up his... Ammunition. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he he probably doesn't think of her um, as a threat or anything. He mentions that Mary is probably just a casualty. It's basically a casualty of war, and yeah, um, some good stuff. And like you say, he has a couple of good points there, maybe. And you know, we don't know where he stands. We know where he stands, but we know he's one of the enemies we don't know which one there seems to be several going on here obviously you have you know that list that they made at the beginning of the episode is still potentially anyone's a bad guy i guess yeah there might even be someone else that they haven't introduced yet as the bad guy i mean i got to imagine this oh, Jesus. sixth they episode have enough, they have enough characters well, already that would just be right up to par with what this production crew always does. Well, and the other thing is that th there could be a, a element of Amalia being not necessarily the, the, the spaceship or whatever could be bad. Amalia is part of that. So she could be, you know, there, there's different levels here. So, you know, we don't know, you know, who's bad and who's good. It depends on what side you're on. And there's so many different agendas going on here right now. Um, well, and we know Masson's daughter is probably whatever is locked up in his cellar. So yeah, she's you know, obviously one of the touched. That's he, that's yeah. Yeah, and he does have so he does have a reason, not a good reason, but he's got a reason for for hating them so much because he's afraid, and that's you know the touched are threatening the status quo of 
of the rich. I mean, Augie even said it, the, the, the wealthy are, are the most barbaric people. And he's not wrong. You know, they'll do anything to stay in, in power, power and, and have the upper hand on everything. And, um, you know, so that's, I think, what's going on with him. I like the uh, another one of uh, Penitz's uh, inventions is the little uh, mechanical toy that has the gas knock out for the yeah. people in the factory or whatever. And then I like the scene when uh, Mundy and Swan are, you know, fighting downstairs in his club and and the, the butler or whoever walks in and, can I help you? Do you need some assistance? Do fuck off. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> I do like James Norton, and I was really hoping he wasn't going to be a bad guy. Yeah. Well. Uh, Pettit tells. He usually play bad guy so. No, he doesn't. No. Okay. No. Uh, Pettit tells True um, that. Augie's um, touched. Uh, so that's how he the birds. Birds are stupid. He can control the birds. <laughs> yeah. She's like, birds are stupid. Because she's all broken up hearted about. And then he goes, I want to be your friend. And it's like, oh my God, this is going to be a funny boy meets girl relationship because they're both so awkward. awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they have a sort of opposing agendas with um, her, his sister kind of controlling him and stuff like that, so that's going to be uh, you well, know, a back and say, forth. The last time we see those, the, the last thing she says to Augie there is, says, so you think your sister did it? Mm. Yeah. I love that. She, she had, there, There's no... She, she's like... Um, she doesn't have much of a filter. She just kind of like... There, there's no tact. Just she's so... She's so involved with her, you know, and that that's, you know, she's a little young, but, you know, we talked about this in the first episode of who would be a better doctor, and that's sort of what I, I would think, I would vision the doctor saying, you know, I'm going to go talk to such and such, and oh, by the way, did you, do, did, you did your sister do it? You know, <laughs> just kind of like, you know. Oh, there's a little bit of the doctor in Penance and uh, yeah. Amelia, Amelia there. Yeah. So if you put both of them together, you have probably a pretty good doctor. Yeah, so we get a translation of the song, You're Not Alone, You're something about a lonely soldier. Um, I, I went still inside. think she's something she's not. I just have that feeling. Yeah, it's and possible. It would just be typical of a Josh Whedon thing where you get a big swerve at the end. I don't remember if I mentioned this or not, but maybe she died and somehow her body's been possessed, but I mean... But I said that. Well, that can't. Uh, yeah, yeah. I said that before, right when we started. Uh, it could very, very be very possible that is because she went into the river to kill herself, and yeah. the spaceship came over. It's very possible that when she became on the touch, she became possessed by whoever was in the ship too. Yeah. I mean, obviously, True still has her memories because she remembers mal Malady and everything. So. Um, so yeah, but there's something going on there. It's obviously more than just, uh, 
you know, having new powers and a new, you know, what would change your mind and want her to do all this stuff. So this is all part of the plan or whatever. Hmm. Well, I, so, I mean, I'm sure we'll find out. I mean, there's two more episodes left, and I gotta believe that that episode six is gonna, since they're breaking it apart. Well, sure gonna, we'll find something out. Why did you watch up ahead and you already, already know you're not telling us? No, I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, it, it's we may not. We have like like what twenty questions here. We may not get the answer to any yeah. of them by the end of this six episodes, especially if they were originally planning on doing longer. Um, that you know, is this, true. so, but, you know, it's, if it's, if it's, if we're sitting here going, oh my God, who's this and what's this and, you know, what's all this, then that's great because the show's doing what it was supposed to do. It's supposed to, right. I, I mean, it's sometimes it's a gimmick when, when you get shows that are trying to trick you into wanting to stay because there's a mystery, but there's a lot of times those shows like lost or something, people start to tune out unless they do really good with the characters and stuff like that. You know, the mystery starts to become okay, this is getting ridiculous and I have no attachment to the characters so I'm going to stop watching. But this is an example of there's so much else that you can glom onto with the characters, with the settings, with the writing, with the everything, that even without the mysteries we would be like if this, if this was a one, like a, every episode was a different adventure without any mystery, I think we would still be invested in it. But because it has everything, um, we're, we're accepting the mystery being so out of touch that because we're being entertained by everything else. But I will probably watch the next episode tonight. <laughs> I, um, I can't go, I can't wait any longer. You know, I do want to see... Uh, I did see a, a a clip of something by accident, which wasn't anything important to the story. I don't well, think. But end, kind of well, they do the coming attractions at the end of the episode too. So. Yeah, and I, maybe I did see that. I watched the uh, the making of thing that they do at the end. This is on uh, HBO Max, and afterwards they have a sort yeah, of a, a make uh, making of type thing. Yeah. And it's good to see, you know, the, the actors talk about some of the stuff. And, of course, some of them look a lot different than they do, you know. Um, Malady, obviously, is, is one example of that. But it's kind of good to see that. I'm glad they're, they're doing that. The, the, if, you, if you watch the, the episode with the, the fight scene, you know, I, I finally got a chance to watch the making of that. And that was pretty, pretty neat how they did all that. You know, it kind of shows how a stunt person um, is not just there to do the stunt for the actor. The stunt person goes through the motion of the mechanics of the stunt and shows okay. the actress how it's done. And then the actress does it, not all the time, but that's what happened in this case. They would do a couple of scenes with the stunt to make sure that it was safe and, and that the stunt person basically said, okay, you can do this now. And then, you know, in some of the less dangerous ones, that's... You know, and then the actress would come in and actually perform the stunt as long as it wasn't really a, a bad stunt. But uh, so it's kind of neat how they they very quick little look into it, but very informative. So okay, other than we wanting to watch the next episode, is there anything else about this one? No, I'm good. 
Okay, thanks for listening.